Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, how are you? Today I want to hear from you. Let me know in the show notes or in the comment section how your body has been responding to these different changes that you've been making, whether it's the top-down changes or the bottom-up changes. Maybe you're more aware and have more control over uh, your symptoms that you're experiencing every single day. So I just want to hear from you and just uh, so this isn't a one-sided conversation because believe it or not, we're already 15 weeks in and in 15 weeks, it is jaw-dropping what changes can take hold. So I just want to know where are you at? Today, we're going to focus on better understanding our TFA cycles and I want to become a little bit more clear on what sneaky tricks your brain is using that's keeping you stuck in old behavior patterns. Because let's face it, old habits, they really do die hard. We really do fall back into old patterns of behavior quite effortlessly, right? But for many of you though, change isn't really the hard part. Uh, You're more than capable of losing weight, of reducing your symptoms, of exercising consistently, Uh, whatever the thing is needed, a lot of you don't have problems making that initial behavior change. But the problem that keeps coming up is when life gets in the way, like you lose the weight and then it just slowly creeps back on or you have an exercise routine, you're kind of becoming a badass and then one day you just notice that it's been over a week since you've gone to the gym or done a workout. Changing behaviors for the long haul, it is not the easiest thing to do. So today, my goal is to help you to understand what's going on so that you can really focus your energy where it matters the most. And where I want to start with this is by going over the four stages of behavior change. So these are my four stages of behavior change. This is a much different approach than your classic model of behavior change that, um, you know, where it's pre-contemplation and contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. That is kind of like your generic science-backed model for change. And personally, I just, I think that the science-backed explanation of change, it just, to me, is far too clean, right? Because behavior change is not clean. It is a very messy process. And I really, I don't think it captures the challenge that occurs when you intentionally change your behavior. This this kind of the science-backed model, it seems to capture like what should be happening and it doesn't really divulge what it's actually going to be like. But you and I both know that change is anything but clean and easy. It's freaking hard work. And why is it so hard? 
Well, it's because you're intentionally rewiring your brain to think different, to perform different, to perceive different, and to truly live into a different life. So of course it's not easy. And of course your brain is going to pull you back into old behavior patterns. So I really want to focus on a behavior change model that's going to go over the actual stages of what change is going to feel like and what's going on under the surface that's trying to pull you back into your old ways. So let's get going. Behavior change. It has to start with a light bulb moment. So this is phase one of behavior change. This is the moment where you know what's wrong and you know what you want to change. And you finally made the decision for when. I think that's a big step. It's not just in the, oh, I should be doing that type phase. It's more like, I'm going to lose weight, this is when I'm going to lose weight, and this is how much weight I'm going to lose. So you don't yet know the how, but you probably have some ideas for what your first steps might be. So that's already phase one. Boom, we're done. You've made a decision to change. It's The light bulb moment is done, and now we're going to move into phase two. So this is the phase that many of you don't ever make it past because phase two is complete disconnection. This is the phase where nothing makes sense and everything feels intensely cumbersome. Complete disconnection. It does not happen though right away after the light bulb moment. There is this sort of like a honeymoon phase where motivation and excitement are more running the show because let's face it, right? When you start weight loss, there's there's a lot of kind of that that excited anticipation, right? And there's maybe some trigger. There's, there's just a lot of motivation and willpower that kind of makes those first little period of time um, quite easy when you go to start a new behavior change. Uh, but we know that it doesn't last. Motivation and excitement and willpower, they only usually last for, you know, for it's going to vary. It could be days, it could be weeks, it could be months for a few lucky of you. But inevitably, along will come the phase of complete disconnection. And this phase feels freaking awful. And why it feels so awful is because you don't have processes nailed down yet. And you don't have the belief yet that you can actually make these changes. You don't have a full awareness of the tricks that your primal brain is using to pull you back into old behaviors. And it just seems like you're white knuckling it most days. This is the phase where your brain is literally fighting change because you have a hardwired neural network for your current behaviors, the behaviors that have gotten you to the current results that you have in life. And you've decided, I no longer want these results. But your brain, it loves to conserve energy whenever possible. And change, as you know, it takes a lot of effort, right? And your brain, it's not going to want to change. This is why it feels so awful. 
because this is where TFA cycle awareness is going to be extremely important. And I'm going to go over this a little bit more in depth later. Actually, I'm going to go over it a lot more in depth later, later because I feel like this complete disconnection phase is the phase that needs to be best understood because this is kind of like the, the minutia of behavior change. If you can get past complete disconnection, chances are you're probably going to go all the way, but this is usually where you fail. So um, I want to go over the final two phases of change first, though. So we had the light bulb moment, and then we had our complete disconnection. So once you get through complete disconnection, you will finally feel the momentum and payoff phase take hold. So phase three is momentum and payoff. You have been holding on through the misery of complete disconnection. And now this is where you have slipped into the sweet relief of new neural connections. Your brain has been doing some work. You have these new neural pathways that are actually firing. Your journey into this change, it feels good, right? You know you've made progress. You can see results. Even though you're not yet at your goal, you can tell that you are making steps. You're, you're striding in the right direction. This is where you finally have the confidence that getting this end result is truly inevitable if you just keep going. And so that's phase three. So this is momentum and payoff. Okay, so the final phase of behavior change is going to be autopilot. So this is the phase where even your brain is now on board with this new version of you. There has been so much dedication to hardwiring these new neural paths that going back into your old behavior patterns and thinking um, patterns that you used to just fall into, that is going to be the thing that now feels foreign to you. So this new you, these new neural connections, they do not feel weird or cumbersome or tiring because this is the new person that you have grown into. This is truly who you are, right? And it's wonderful that you've finally arrived in this space. You, you've done it. Like you've done the thing. That's when autopilot takes over. But just notice though, this is where your brain is going to trick you into thinking that you've done something wrong because you're in freaking autopilot. Like you've done the thing, you've made the behavior change, you've probably met your goal. And now all of a sudden you notice that there aren't rainbows and daisies. You don't feel the confidence or pride or um, all of those good feel good uh, emotions 100% of the time. And it just seems that life still sucks half the time, right? But it's okay because even with new neural networks and a new uh, behavior patterns and this new version of you that you've wanted and grown into, even though you have all that stuff, just remember that life is still a 50-50 balance, right? This is from the last episode. And that nothing has gone wrong when life still sucks half the time, even though you are this new badass version of yourself, that you've done the thing. It doesn't mean that something has gone terribly wrong 
when you don't feel pride and accomplishment 100% of the time. But it just simply means that everything is right. Everything is perfectly right and remains in that true balance of the 50-50 of life. So in summary, the actual phases of change. So we're going to disregard that old, um, you know, pinky up in the air behavior change model where it just sounds too clean and pretty. Okay. So the actual phases of change are the light bulb moment. There's complete disconnection. There is momentum with payoff. And then the final phase is when you've reached autopilot. Okay, so as I promised, I really want to spend a lot more time in complete disconnection because this is where nine, at least 95, I would say maybe even more of you is this is where you lose hope, right? This is where behavior change fails most of the time because this phase is brutal. Everything is so new. Nothing feels right. And your brain is going to be fighting you at every single corner. So I want to spend a little bit of time talking about what tricks your brain will be using in the background to pull you back into your old behavior patterns. So if you've listened to episode 12, remember that it's through your thoughts that you create feelings and from your feelings, you have the energy to drive actions. So these cycles are called your brain's TFA cycles. Okay. So it's thought, feeling, action cycles. And remember that you have about 70,000 of these TFA cycles consciously and subconsciously every single day. Most of these TFA cycles remain in the subconscious space because your brain loves to conserve energy. And often, even after one TFA cycle consciously, your brain decided, oh, cool, that was a good thing to think. That was a good thing to do. And now we're going to make this a subconscious behavior that you do or a subconscious belief system. This is just the way the world works. This is kind of what we're doing from here. So you have 70,000 of these TFA cycles every single day. And during the phase of complete disconnection, your brain is going to be offering up to you It offers up through thoughts, right? Thoughts are your perception of the world around you. So it's going to be offering up to you many TFA cycles that no longer serve you, okay? So thoughts in the past that might have served you are going to be offered up. But those are now that you've decided to be a different person. Now those thoughts that your brain is offering up are actually more thought errors than anything. They're intensely incorrect. (laughs) These are thoughts like, that sounds good, or one bite won't hurt, or I deserve this, right? Because it's thoughts like that that we have adopted in the past, because who doesn't look at a cinnamon roll and think, oh, that sounds good, right? It does. It just sounds good. It seems like fact, but it's actually your perception of the cinnamon roll. So that thought that sounds good, it might not serve you moving forward, right? So thoughts like that sounds good or one bite won't hurt or I deserve this. These are thoughts that you have believed in your past that no longer might 
that no longer are serving your future goals, right? Because thoughts like that are creating an intense feeling of desire. And that intense feeling of desire is easy to fall into the action of indulging in the thing that you don't actually want. When you're trying to lose weight and you've decided ahead of time that you don't want the cinnamon roll, not even that perfect little bite in the middle, your brain doesn't yet understand this, right? Your brain doesn't know that we don't want the cinnamon roll yet because it just knows that the bite in the, cin- in the center of the cinnamon roll, it just tastes amazing, right? That's what your brain knows as fact. That cinnamon roll tastes amazing and we get a hit of brain chemicals from it that make us feel really good. So of course that cinnamon roll sounds delicious. Like that's what your brain is all on board with. So this is kind of the heart of disconnection because you are actually believing two separate TFA cycles at the same time. This is often what's called cognitive dissonance. So this is two TFA cycles that you are holding at the same time because you have a belief that that cinnamon roll sounds freaking good, right? that you know that it's going to taste delicious, that you do want the cinnamon roll, and it almost seems like fact. But you also have a TFA cycle that's a little bit more intentional, right? Because you're trying to make behavior change. This other TFA cycle, though, holds the thought, I don't want the cinnamon roll. And it's having the feeling of willpower or determination, So when your TFA cycles are in conflict with one another, and if your actions do not match your emotions, right? If your actions don't match your desires, this is when you're tapping into willpower. So if you're holding a TFA cycle, if you believe it, that says that cinnamon roll sounds good, creating desire, and you also, on the other hand, have a TFA cycle that is, I don't want the cinnamon roll, which is maybe driving determination, right? So you have these two very conflicting TFA cycles. So if you have these two TFA cycles in in tandem, you're going to feel a lot of discomfort, right? And what I don't want you to do, though, is just keep holding on to both of these TFA cycles because like I said, if your actions do not match your emotions, right? If if you are tapping into willpower and motivation, this is what's going to lead to feeling like you're white knuckling it, that you're treading water with no hope of rescue. And this is where some of you feel like you're making change, right? You feel this complete disconnection. You're really white knuckling it to try to make these behavior change. Maybe you can do it for two weeks or a couple months or some of you amazing, really uh, hard workers can make it even up to a year. But you're still tapping into this limited reserve of willpower and um and motivation, and we know it just doesn't last. So the secret to conquering complete disconnection is going to be learning the skill of holding space for both TFA cycles to peacefully coexist while you gently redirect to the TFA cycle that best serves you.
So this is going to require first awareness of the thoughts that your brain is offering up, creating the TFA cycle of desire, right? So awareness is going to be key, listening, pulling to the surface those subconscious thoughts that are driving the the emotion, the energy of desire for the thing that you've decided that you don't want anymore, okay? So then you're, once you have that awareness, then it's going to be kind of an art, right? This is going to be the new skill that you're learning because you're going to want to gently redirect your brain to the new TFA cycle, to this new thought that you also want to believe as fact, but it's just not quite grabbed hold yet, right? So this bridge TFA cycle might sound something like, of course, a bite of cinnamon roll sounds good, right? That's holding space for that first TFA cycle because you truly fully believe that the cinnamon roll sounds freaking delicious, right? So of course, a bite of cinnamon roll sounds good. But today, we are not going to have any and that's okay. Okay, see how you're kind of strategically holding space for both of those different thoughts to peacefully coexist a bridge TFA cycle is a very valuable tool to hold space for the truth that the cinnamon roll sounds good and hold space for the truth that you don't actually want one. And this is going to feel because you're still in the phase of complete disconnection. This is just kind of a tool that's going to help you to get through this phase a little bit uh, quicker. But just because you use a bridge TFA cycle, right, that you're holding space for both of these thoughts to coexist, even though they conflict one another, just because you've used that doesn't mean that it's going to be rainbows and daisies and easy, right? Because you're still going to have to sit with an urge that's driven by your brain as it tries to get the fix of brain chemicals that it's so used to getting. Because every time in the past it's thought, oh, that sounds good, and you indulge in the cinnamon roll, you get a hit of dopamine. This is like a, a bath of feel-good chemicals for your brain. Your brain loves it. It seeks it. It craves it, right? This is kind of the heart of addiction. So once you don't allow your brain that hit of chemicals, it feels a little deprived, right? And it's going to give you an urge. And an urge is just a feeling. It's just an attempt of your brain to get the thing that it wants. But urges do not hurt you at all. An urge is just an energy that you feel in your body that's created from desire, right? Urges are nothing to be afraid of. And just know that coming into the phase of complete disconnection, you're going to have to sit with some urges and nothing's gone wrong if you have to sit with a hundred urges, right? You could even keep track of them just knowing that you've got, you know, if you've gone through five, you've got 95 to go. Urges are part of the curriculum of complete disconnection. And this phase is going to be filled with countless subconscious TFA cycles trying to get you back into your old behaviors. Just one TFA cycle is the thought, oh, that sounds good, right? 
So we want to bring these up to the surface. We really want to hear our brains as it tries to pull us back into old behaviors. For those unconscious to these thoughts, permanent change, I promise you, will be impossible. Because without being conscious to these thoughts, without changing these thought patterns, you're going to remain in an energy of willpower and white knuckling it. We really need to find these thought errors and teach our brain that this is no longer a correct thing to believe. This is no longer fact. We have to really dig into that work to get out of willpower and white knuckling it. You will likely get results white knuckling it, but these results, they're built on a foundation of resistance to your true desire. Instead of building new neural networks, building new neural pathways that support the new desire. So when you create bridge TFA cycles, that is how you will change your behavior from the level of desire upward. Okay, that's how you make true behavior change. That's how you get old habits to die and go away is we need to really work on the space of desire first and fix the things that you're desiring and really take hold and account for the things that you've desired in the past. That is how behavior change is made for the long haul. If we focus on changing what you desire, any result is possible and any result is sustainable. If you're ready to change, I encourage you to head over to yourlivinghealth.com today, book your free consult. If you want one-on-one support, um, maybe an in-depth dive into your own body's microbiology and coaching through all these different phases of behavior change, you're really not going to want to miss out on this. Space is limited, but as always... I thank you so much for listening today and for learning how you can reduce your own inflammation from that top down and bottom up change. So today was more of that top down inflammation response because we want to make sure that we are making behavior changes that stick. All right, everyone. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, if you're in the market for some personalized attention, I want to encourage you to head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free introductory consult. For those of you who are loving this information, please go ahead and leave me a review so that others can have easier access to this information. Or leave me a comment or a question that you have about one of these episodes or even an idea for a future episode. As always, thank you so much for your interest in reducing your inflammation and I'll talk to you soon.